right, here we are. I'm your host, Dan Lukowitz. Another great episode of Dan on Top. All the way from California, we have with us Rob Ippolito, the Senior Managing Director at Newmark Knight Frank. Rob, how you doing? Dan on Top. How are you, my man? I'm doing great. Doing really great. How about yourself? Dan, I got to tell you, that intro music, I'm going to have big street cred with my daughters, man. There you go. That is legit. There you go. I'm glad you like it. Definitely glad you like it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to join us here on the show. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Rob Ippolito? Oh, Dan, we don't have enough time for that. It's it's deep, <laughs> but uh, on the surface, on the surface. So I am uh, husband first. I am uh, father of four beautiful daughters. Wow. So it's me and my house of hormones here. I'm, look, I'm going to put it out there. There's five of them and uh, with my wife. And uh, they, they, uh, they make my world go round. Uh, but uh, professionally, I am a retail capital markets participant with Newmark. I've got two amazing partners. Been with uh, been in the industry 23 years. And um, our focus is uh, selling multi-tenant retail out here on the West Coast. Excellent. So, you know, being that your focus is selling uh, multi-tenant retail, grocery anchored and, you know, power centers, et cetera, how have you guys, you know, you and your team adjusted in this market? No, Dan, it's been, um, 2020 was a year of adjustments, pivoting, <laughs> you know, every day, as you know, but you're in the game, uh, you've got to see what's coming and kind of try to project how we're going to execute how we're we going to advise our clients. So you, you, you look back at the beginning of 2020, my man, and it was, uh, it was, okay, where should we be spending our time? How can we add value to our clients? And, um, you know, we had to make some shifts. You know, we, we knew right away as the debt markets essentially put a pause on, that's a major component in our, in our space. We had to sit back and say, okay, where can we add value? Where can we execute? And so we, we made some, some shifts into the single tenant space, but the reality is, is um, you know, you really had to first say, where can you execute uh, in the multi-tenant space? So our, our playing field got extremely narrow, but at the end of the day, we're able to uh, to get some things across the finish line. Awesome. So, what's your outlook for multi-tenant retail in general right now? Uh, you know, look, and, and I may be a contrarian, Dan, in today's world, but I am, you know, of course, bullish. As an advisor or broker, we need to be, but this is an exciting time in retail. I mean, things are shifting daily. I'm watching my, my kids and how they shop, mm-hmm. um, shopping online, but they love going to the mall. They right. love that experience. And so for us, quite frankly, you know, we're bullish. We think right now there's going to be some continued healing as we kind of work through this, you know, weird scenario that we're in. But the reality is, you know, we are bullish. We do think there's going to be a repurposing Clearly, Absolutely. we've been hearing that for what six, eight months. Uh, we're starting to see that. Um, we're starting to see some assets that, quite frankly, maybe don't have a need for being what they were, but they're great pieces of real estate. If you think of retail, it's all well positioned. Right. It's either on a freeway. It's close to homes. It's you know large parcels of land where maybe we don't need the parking that we we were required to have years ago. And so, you know, we've, we've looked at that and said, and Dan, I got to tell you, the first 30 days of the pandemic, how many phone calls we were getting from clients saying, listen, I'm ready. I'm loaded for bear to go take down great pieces of real estate that we can then repurpose that are well positioned. So we're bullish. Um, we are also patient. 
we know that the equity that's out there, Dan, is very disciplined. Yes, it is. Very disciplined. Yeah, no doubt about that. So that's, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I just think right now it's it's um, a little bit of the have and have nots. You know, the better the better real estate that's out there, we feel, is actually in some capacities gotten more expensive. You know, those grocery anchored, well positioned. We've seen what's happened in the grocery spaces. Things have just gotten, you know, those tenant sales have gone through the roof. Uh, those tenants and those pieces of real estate are gold right now. Mm-hmm. You can see other stuff that you kind of ask yourself, what, you know, what do we do with that? Um, that's where we, quite frankly, and why it's exciting, can come in as advisors, help your clients through that. What do we do with this? How do we position the asset to unlock value? Yeah, absolutely. You touched on some really great points. I think I definitely agree with you that, you know, as we know, the better the quality and the fundamentals of the underlying real estate, the better that it fares in all types of market conditions. And, you know, this last uh, nine or 12 months has been no exception. Uh, You also mentioned, you know, retailers changing and evolving. And that's something that we talk about a lot on the show here. We've had some really great names, uh, big names in retail and commercial brokerage that have all, you know, kind of echoed the the same thoughts that I have about, you know, omni-channel fulfillment. I I personally believe that the retailers that are going to embrace, you know, a more omni-channel outlook on, retail fulfillment are going to be the ones that, that weather this storm. Wouldn't you agree? hundred percent, hundred percent. Dan, I was just, there's, there's a Best Buy down the street. I remember sitting here four or five years ago going, Best Buy is dead, not going to make it. They were on kind of the, the, the do not touch list. You go in there now, it is packed. But again, you know, if you want to call it a showroom, um, it is where we go to sample, to touch, to feel. And they have done such a great job distributing, let alone, you know, you go through the other number of retailers that have done that, but that is where things are headed. So when I say it's exciting, I think this is an exciting time to be a retail specialist, to sit back and go watch the world evolve. Sure. Watch how we shop. And we'll look back at five, 10 years ago. Look, we we lived through that. We were participants in that. Um, And instead of viewing it as dread, I view it as this is an exciting time. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What other trends do you see coming out in the next, you know, few years in the retail space? Yeah, that's a great question, Dan. I think um, I'm a big believer in, you know, the whole restaurant world. But here I am in in Southern California. You can't go out to eat (laughs) up to two days ago. And that in itself, you start to hear people, you know, restaurants are going to look. Where am I going this weekend with my wife? We're going out to eat. Everybody wants to get out. So the restaurant world's going to continue. The service world's going to continue. But I think we're going to see, um, you know, the use of that big box space. You're going to see the medical guys move in. We've seen Mm -hmm. that already. Um, You know, we're also seeing, uh, you know, I just received an offer yesterday on a hundred thousand square foot big box that we have from a self-storage user. Now that is not an exciting tenant. But that's a high demand use that can come in, solve a problem, um, and then, quite frankly, maybe use some of that parking that they don't need that we can repurpose to build out parcels. So we're going to see the repurposing move fast and furious. I think the challenges we face are twofold. One, the underlying docks, the CCNRs, the REAs, the tenants that are in those properties, they control a lot of what you're going to do, number one. Number two, the municipalities. Yeah. Are they going to be willing to allow you to go from probably a tax generating tenant and use to a non? So, and then the third component, I think here, Dan, we're going to see, you know, mixed use, um, you know, come in, excuse me, residential in a big way. We're already seeing it. It's just going to take time. It's just going to take time. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and speaking of time, you know, you've been in the industry for quite a long time, Rob. I'm curious if you could sh- share with our viewers some, you know, great pieces of advice uh, for them based on your experience. Dan, I'm dating myself. Man, 23 years ago, if you had me on your show, and I didn't have a show, but you'd see a luscious head of hair. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know, t- times have changed. But I remember, you know, back in the day when, uh, as we let up, kind of the early 2000s, things kind of slowed down, um, you know, and then we headed into the Great Recession and we didn't know where we we're going to head and we, we look forward here. But what has never changed, what has never changed is advising your clients, spending time with your clients, not trying to sell, not trying to broker, but spending time in, you know, advising. And, uh, you know, I commend you for what you're doing with your show because you are allowing all of us to get further educated. Um, I think of what I am digesting on a daily basis, you had great cats on last week. It was just 20 minutes. You had basically three hours of information chalked into 20 minutes. I had to watch it a couple of times. So the access to the information and then taking that and advising your clients is the opportunity we have. So I wouldn't get as much as technology has changed and become a real uh, tool and benefit for us. The reality is things haven't changed. The execution, the blocking and tackling, the back to basics, Spending time with your clients, good real estate, um, is where I would advise anybody who's getting into this business today. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's one of my mottos is add value, everything else follows. I mean, as a broker, you know, you and I wear, wear similar hats. The most important thing I believe is to, to advise, like you said, to be an advisor. Because if you're a trusted source of knowledge and information and advice, then when the time comes to sell the property, you're going to be the obvious choice. I always think that you need to lead with that. That's that's definitely um, a point that you and I agree on 100%. So I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. So, yeah, let, well, let's... Yeah, I was going to say, you know... What, what I was gonna, one thing I was going to add is if, you look, if I look at those that are wildly successful in the industry, they are students of this game. They are students. And, I, and I'm sure if you take that across any field, they just know more. You know, when they know more, it's because they're spending time in the trenches learning. Passing that language and that information along to your clients is invaluable. Yep, absolutely. Great advice there. Be an advisor. And be a student always. I think that's those are tremendous keys to success. So, Rob, let's switch it up a little bit. I, I know that you're you're okay. n- not unlike myself. You're big in the social media game. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you've used social media to expand your business. Great question. You know, um, about eighteen months ago, felt the need to get involved. Felt the need to kind of say, "Look, let's put something out there." So, really dove in on LinkedIn. Um, who knew what it was? What your voice was? But just started posting. Um, And it may be things about the industry, it may be things personally, but what I found is my clients, and and not only my existing clients, Dan, but my future clients, or what I would hope would be, knew me better. They knew me, not just as, hey, here I am, somebody who's, you know, trying to to sell, you know, shopping centers. They get to know you personally. So um, I've made it a part of my daily, whether it be consumption, and it's funny how my feed has changed, you become part of my feed. Now I'm sitting there go up, Dan's up this week. Here we go. Um, but a couple, you know, quick tidbits, Dan, I would go into pitches and I found this to be strange. Go to pitches. You're nervous. Here we go. It's game time. We got to, we got to kill this one. We got to go get it. And the client will sit across before we start and say, Hey, just want to let you know, really enjoyed your post. <laughs> and it would completely, and I'm going, what post, what did I do? Was it with me, my kids? I mean, what was it? And it didn't matter because it put us on a personal level. 
instead of just here we are, he's in here trying to transact. And it took the conversation in a different level, became an icebreaker. So I have used it more for that perspective. Now I will say it is I've uh, sold a couple deals where guys found me on LinkedIn. Just strange. Wow. Like, how did you get in touch with us? Well, saw so you sold something in this market, wanted to reach out. Next thing you know, it led to a deal. And so for me, I'm a huge proponent and advocate of using it from a branding perspective, from a marketing perspective. And uh, I mean, here we are. I don't know. I didn't know you until you and I connected a couple of months ago, there started you following you. And here we are. That's right. That's right. I love it. And I, I, I really glad to hear that, that it's reaching outside of the, you know, virtual space and that you're interacting with clients who know you first from LinkedIn or from your social media efforts. That's, that's absolutely incredible. So share with us maybe some advice, some tips and tricks that you found that have worked for you on social media. Um, you know, I think one thing I've done is I've, I've divided my posts or my, my outreach into kind of three buckets. The first of which is industry, you know, focused. Um, second will be, uh, personal. So it may be letting somebody in my life a little bit. So it could be something I'm doing with my daughters or, you know, um, Hey, you know, as they, they go shopping, I got a picture of one of my kids with their five daughters at the mall. So I got a picture. Look, if people think retail's dead, look at my kid. <laughs> so it lets them in to who I'm about, but also has a little bit of a retail bed. And then that third leg for me, I enjoy the inspiration, encouragement stuff. Um, I grew up playing sports, so coaches were a big part of my life. I, I coach all my kids. I love that part of it. So if I feel there's something inspirational that I've got something to say, you put it out there. So tagging on it from three angles for me has worked. Excellent. Excellent. So over the last 18 months, how has your content on social media and those who you follow evolved? Um, you know, that's a great question. Um, I will tell you, it went from, you know, the Gary V's of the world, inspiration at the very beginning going, okay, what is the social media thing? To if I really look at the last 90 days, three to six months, it's very industry specific. Um, again, started following you, you get great cats, um, others that are in the retail space and that are really seeing trends. And that has become a really part of my daily consumption. It's really the first, one of the first things I do in the morning because our world is evolving daily sure. uh, versus consuming all the code crap, excuse me. Um, I'd rather consume, hey, where is the industry headed? Because in my opinion, I think we're in the seventh or eighth inning here. Um, I'm an optimist. I feel it's time to get ready um, for what is coming. I think we're going to be, you know, the transaction load, what we experienced in the multi-tenant space was kind of choppy in 2020. We can tell already in the first month of the first quarter of this year, velocity has picked up. Um, people want to go back to work. They want to transact. They want to play the game. And we're excited. So it's definitely been kind of more like, okay, wait, it's game time. Here we yeah. go. It's coming. We think we're going to be busy. So we welcome it and uh, we're ready. Awesome. Okay, great. Well, we've got about two minutes here and uh, kind of want to turn the tables. Any questions you have for me? Well, I just want to know, you know, where do you get that speaker? Okay, first of all, because I'm looking at this thing. You are the pro. I mean, I'm watching and I know you just started. I don't know what episode this is, but you've gone to the next level. Um, but in all seriousness, what pivot have you made in 2020 in your business? 
Um, you are consuming all this knowledge with all these guests that are coming on. You've had to have kind of changed your thinking a little bit. I'm sure it's had some impact. Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a variety of ways that I've kind of pivoted and, and, and changed my focus. I mean, number one, I was selling a lot of shopping centers pre-COVID. Uh, the last one that I sold, it closed within days of the governor shutting down uh, the state of Michigan. So, you know, of, of in that shopping center, at the time the buyer took possession, every single tenant was closed. So I made a hard pivot. I was already focusing on quick service restaurant, tire stores, medical office, but I really pivoted hard and put all of my eggs in those baskets. And then another thing I noticed, and this is just advice for anybody watching, is when things really hit the fan, I talked to a lot of brokers all over the country, and many very seasoned uh, brokers told me that they were going to write off the year, they were going to put their foot on the brakes, and they were going to go hole up somewhere. And I said to myself at that moment that when other people are putting their foot on the brake, it's time for me to put both feet on the gas. And I really attribute a lot of my success over the last nine or ten months to that mentality, and, and it's just something that's really stuck with me. Um, you know, and in, in terms of, of, of pivoting, I've also leveraged social media, leveraged email campaigns. We just released a course called CRE Pro Course where we teach a lot of these tri tricks and tips. But what I've done is I've leveraged my time. So instead of just cold calling where it's one to one, you know, me to one potential client, I now am doing yeah. a lot more with social media where, you know, some of my posts get 50, 60,000 views, right? Some of my email campaigns are going out to thousands of, prop thousands of property owners. So I really made that shift to leverage my time and, and take myself and put myself in front of more eyeballs. So that's really a lot of the ways I've pivoted in this last year. Listen, Rob, thank you so much for joining us. Tremendous value, tremendous knowledge. I really appreciate your time. Dan, thanks, bud. You're the man. Dan I'm Dan Lukowitz. This is another great episode of Dan on Top. We'll see you all soon.